0: Okay, I wanna read the story of the demoniac. You so can. I wanna get the other reading away because I love the way the CSB does it. Okay, Okay. okay. wait, so which part
1: is that? That's You'll gonna have to be tell me on day 45. Okay, so we're getting So Jasmine, I'll go ahead and have you start us then.
2: Let's do it. With okay. Mark
1: 9, one through seven. Okay.
2: And he said to them, assuredly I say to you that there are some standing here who will not taste death till they see the kingdom of God present with power. Now after six days, Jesus took Peter, James and John and led them up on a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. His clothes became shining exceedingly white like snow, such as no launderer on earth can whiten them. And Elijah appeared to them with Moses and they were talking with Jesus. Then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here and let us make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses and one for Elijah because he did not know what to say for they were greatly afraid. (laughs) And a cloud came and overshadowed them and a voice came out of the cloud saying, this is my beloved son, hear him. Okay. That's the best, I love Peter. I know. He didn't know what to say.
1: (laughs) I always think of him as impetuous Peter, that's like my little nickname for him. Yes, totally. Okay, so we see that he's given this promise to his disciples in Mm. the first verse, Mm -hmm. uh, that some of you will not die until you see the kingdom of God arrive in great power. What does that mean? What do you? Well, one I wanna
0: just point out that he mm -hmm. says, and he starts that sentence with, um, verily, verily, in the King James, or Mm -hmm. um, in the CSB, uh, truly I tell you, what was? I think that was, assuredly, assuredly. assuredly. And so um, that phrase in, in all three synoptic gospels, um, precedes this story. Mm, Interesting. And so um, I'm wondering if he, you know, he's like, you know what, this is, get ready. Yeah. Because something's gonna happen. So I
1: think Mm. of that like, you know, get Mm. ready, because Mm -hmm. you know, prepare yourself. And like he's been teaching in parables um, all these other times, and so maybe this is also, just this is the truth, this isn't a parable. This is is actually actually gonna gonna Mm -hmm. happen. Mm -hmm.
2: And in Matthew 16, it kind of adds that you'll see the son of man coming in his kingdom. So, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm it's just to clarify even further, it's not, Mm -hmm. you know, you'll see the kingdom in power, but you're going to see the son of man. Mm -hmm. And then obviously connecting it with what happened next. And,
0: you know, this is incredible because he's saying, you're going to see... the reality. yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yep. And this is yep.
0: the reality. You know, what you've seen is just, uh, you know, I think about how Moses was to make it according to the pattern. What you've mm-hmm. seen is just kind of the replica. Mm. But you're going to see the actuality and of, of things that are going to come. Like this is kind of the down payment. This is what everything's gonna look like. Mm. And this is where you're headed. And, um, Mm -hmm. and so you're going to see what the kingdom of God looks like when it's in its power that, you know, you're going to see Moses alive. You're going to see Elijah alive Mm -hmm. because in the kingdom of heaven, no one dies. Mm -hmm. Everyone lives forever. I think it's incredible that, you know, well, we'll, we'll move on. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Okay. So, yeah.
1: So the second question, Mm -hmm. what's this promise that was described that was fulfilled? So what happens in this scene? Yeah, Jesus
2: is transfigured. And mm-hmm. and I love
1: that just uh that he gave them, like you said, like
2: they're seeing what's underneath, you know, mm-hmm. uh, all of the, you know, the 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 human form. They're seeing their what, you know, the Jesus. Reality back of his glory. The, yeah, pull back mm-hmm. the curtain a little bit there. I actually liked what Dave Guzik said. He said that this was a temporary pause of an ongoing miracle. Like mm-hmm. the miracle that God became man. And so the miracle was that Jesus, you know, veiled himself and then so now he's pulling it back to see like here's what's really going on here underneath. And this refutes yeah. even those anybody who would say that Jesus was not fully God and fully man. Uh-huh. It's like, dude, it's all right here, very clearly,
0: you know, being portrayed. So You know what I, I love that it's an exceedingly high mountain and we're not told the mm-hmm. mountain, probably because somebody would try to build three tabernacles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, seriously. They were not told the mountain. Some believe this was Sinai. Some believe this was Mount Hermon. And nobody really knows. But one of the interesting things I find was that both um, Elijah and both Moses had experiences with God on a mountain. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, actually, they both um, met God. Uh, Mount Horeb is the side of um, Sinai that looks towards Israel. And Sinai is the side Mm. that looks towards the wilderness, the same mountain. And so, anyway, when Moses went there, he came down with the law. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when Elijah went up, he came down with power. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, the power and perspective Mm -hmm. and a mission. And so, um, I think that when they're up there, and it's, like, just (coughs) incredible. Here is is Moses. it's interesting because you know I don't think he had a shirt like Moses or yeah, Elijah yeah, yeah, said name he liked it right, but somehow they were recognizable yeah. to the disciples. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. The disciples knew who they were seeing. And mm-hmm. I think like when you're in the presence of Jesus, there's just this knowingness, mm-hmm. you know, as clarity. it says, like, mm-hmm. yes, like it says in First Corinthians 13, now we know in part, mm-hmm. but then we will know, mm-hmm. even as we are known, mm-hmm. we yeah. will know. And there's this, in the presence of the Lord, in the kingdom of God, there's this absolute clarity, which I love this because some mm-hmm. people say, well, right. I know my relatives in heaven, absolutely. Yeah. Or as my son Char says, you're not dumber
1: in heaven than you are on earth. Yeah. Thank God, right? New bodies. So anyway, (laughs) I found it fascinating too that this wasn't just like him putting on a garment to become white, but it was a transformation from the inside out. It was like what Jasmine was saying of that his revealing of his glory. So who he is Mm -hmm. was coming out. And think about how
0: it affected, like you said, even the garments Mm -hmm, became mm -hmm. shining. As um, I think it was D.L. Moody said that whatever Jesus touches, sanctifies. So you have the high priests Mm -hmm. in the Old Testament. And if they touch something unclean, they became unclean. But Jesus is so sinless that whatever he touches becomes clean. Right, Mm -hmm. like healing a leper who is untouchable. Right, so whatever he touches becomes Mm -hmm. clean. It's just the opposite. So you've got even the, garments mm-hmm. that he's wearing are affected
1: mm-hmm. and become radiant. Yeah. Do you think that they would have thought too of the prophecy in Daniel chapter seven where it calls him the ancient of days and then that ancient of that. days is revealed as like being white, having white hair and I a white don't, garment. I don't
0: know that mm. they would have at this moment mm-hmm. you know, as the Maybe son later, of man who comes yeah. before. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the um, disciples, it says something in um, John chapter 12, and it says, they remembered mm. that he did this and he said these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that they were so in the moment that I think that later
1: mm-hmm.
0: it was retrospective and they right. began to put the pieces together. But So the, the answer to your question is kind of like yes and no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because yes, I believe that as they begin, because Jesus says, don't talk about this. right? Don't say anything. Yeah. But both Peter and John, Um, in 1 John Mm -hmm. uh, John alludes to this um, occasion Peter does too in 1 Peter 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 he does, does. Mm we have not Followed cunningly devised fables. I think it's Second Peter Mm one when we made known to you these things. Mm -hmm. They were eyewitnesses. We were eyewitnesses of his his
1: Majesty. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's huge. Mm -hmm. So um, that yeah, yeah. I like that. So you can see like they they're just sort of taking it all in, and so maybe later Mm -hmm. it like will all click into place.
0: Well, what's interesting too is John is up here, but John will again have a revelation and see Jesus like this Mm -hmm. in John chapter one, verse sixteen. It says that when he looked at him, that Jesus' face was like the sun shining in strength. Mm. You know yeah. the days where the sun is so bright, like yeah. you can't it's hard to it. drive even with mm-hmm. your sunglasses yeah. on because everything's so bright. And Jesus' face was, you know, this radiance, this brightness that we're talking about is brighter.
1: Mm-hmm. Than what we realized. I mean, it was like mm-hmm. so almost hard to mm-hmm. look at. It was glorious, you know. That's good, so great. And so then we see Peter, impetuous Peter, is like, <laughs> "Let's make an altar and a memorial for yeah, the three of you." Yeah. Well, he said he said specifically three tabernacles,
0: three tabernacles. And okay. Tim Keller in his um, he has a commentary on Mark. It's called I think I think the Kingdom of God. I can't remember, but I'm in sure. in him, what he says is that he's thinking back when Moses went up on the mountain had an encounter he came back with what plants a for a tabernacle oh, yeah. mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and so he's thinking oh make a dwelling place make for... a dwelling place there's oh. going to be that we're going to get tabernacle plants oh. and he's thinking we're going to receive the law we're going to receive tabernacle plants but mm-hmm. also what he's doing is he's putting all three on an equal level mm-hmm.
1: exactly. well
0: built Three tabernacles. That was going to be my next question. So what's wrong with this? What's wrong with this thinking? Making them equal, exactly, Mm -hmm. instead of greater. And so when when the Lord uh, speaks, um, yeah, when the Lord speaks, he says, you know, cloud comes over them. Mm -hmm. And again... What do you see in Mount Sinai? Yep. Mm-hmm. The, the cloud, cloud. A yeah, cloud. Mm-hmm. the presence of God, right? Mm-hmm. And and you know it's interesting because it seems to me that Jesus is present in both those places, because when Moses mm-hmm. is up on the mountains, re, mountain, remember he's put in the cleft, yeah, the cleft, right? Of the the rock, yeah, and he's covered. And, he's covered, and he's covered. Exodus thirty-three, yes. And the Lord passes by Mm -hmm. and announces. So you've got the Word of God speaking, Mm -hmm. talking about the character of God and Mm -hmm. what is Jesus. He is the Word of God revealing the character of God to us. So good, right? And you know He's hidden this. And then Elijah, he goes out and he realizes. You know, he meets with God, and it's not the strong wind. It's Mm -hmm. not. This is um, fire. This is First Kings Mm -hmm. towards the end. It's not the fire. 19, Thank you. It's mm-hmm. not the fire. It's not the wind. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the earthquake. But it's this still small voice. Yeah. It's this humbleness, which is he's having an encounter with Jesus. Mm-hmm. So I think these men knew Jesus. I think they. I think this is
1: not the first time. Yeah. Or their first meeting with yeah. Jesus. You know. Interesting. And Do you have any other takeaways from this day before we move on? Uh, I think just
2: the importance of. Glimpsing Jesus in his glory. Like, this was mm-hmm. purposeful that he took Peter and jo- James and John, knowing, Pete, you know, because Peter and John would later say, We were eyewitnesses of his majesty. You know, right. they, they had to see that so they could document, like, Hey, we've seen, mm-hmm. we, you know, we know that he is God. And I think just, again, for us, the importance of seeing him as he is mm-hmm. and, you know, realizing we need to hear him, yeah. not all these other yeah. people or things. And like, I think that's that huge. would be my
0: takeaway too. Yeah. That. When the cloud overcame them, and God spoke, wow! Here's a oh, picture yeah. of the Trinity: the cloud being the Holy Spirit, mm. the Father's, you know, speaking, thundering, yeah. so and good. Jesus there. But one of the like amazing things I think is that He says, "This is my beloved Son." On yeah. is. This is this is the one that all my delight, all my pleasure is, hear Him. You want to build tabernacles? I don't want tabernacles. Mm-hmm. Rahamt says in um, Psalm 40, sacrifice. And offerings yeah. you did not want, but mm-hmm. you have prepared a body for me. And Hebrews brings this up, that this is Jesus. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I have come to do your yeah, will. This is, Je- so. this is what mm-hmm. is what God has wanted from mm-hmm. the beginning. He's wanted Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yes. He's and wanted we're... Jesus. And so for us, I think it's like, your prophecy is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your prophecy is great. And I know people who come to church just for prophecy. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, tell me about my life. What's going to go on in right. the future? Everything's about prophecy. And that's great. And there are people who love the law. Yeah. Give mm-hmm. me their Mm, so, yeah. You know, they want so all the rules yeah. and they want the rituals. But God is saying no, Jesus surpasses both of those. He's my love.
1: Mm, He's so good. my love.
0: Yeah. Hear him, listen to him. You want to please God? listen to Jesus.
1: God's giving him the authority. So my takeaway is kind of in line with that, too, because I saw Peter as wanting to sort of stay in this mountaintop experience and Mm. bask in this glory, like wanting to just stay there. But God wants us to take this revelation of Jesus in this authority that God's given Jesus and take it back down to the valley and Mm -hmm. walk and live it out. Yes. Totally. Which is what John and Peter Mm -hmm. did. They're going to do. Okay, let's move on to day 44. Yeah, because I could have stayed on that mountain for Really oh like Yeah, I can't blame people. It's like, handle. well, hey, I probably would have said the same thing. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so now we're going to do um, day 44, Mark 9, 18 through 13. Is this the part yet or not? Not sure. yet. i, no, want this, I do. Okay, you so Better read this. Read this. <laughs> um, 8 through 13. Suddenly, when they had looked around, they saw no one anymore, but only Jesus and themselves. Now, as they came down from the mountain, he commanded them that they should tell no one these things that they had seen, till the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So they kept this word to themselves, questioning the rising from the dead, what that meant. And they asked him saying, why did the scribes say that Elijah must come first? And then he answered and told them, indeed, Elijah is coming first and restores all things. And how is it written concerning the son of man that he must suffer many things and be treated with contempt? But I say to you that Elijah has also come and they did to him whatever they wished as it was written of him. Okay, so we see this—that suddenly they're gone, mm-hmm. and um, Jesus is talking to his disciples and explaining things them to these things to him. So, um, why did he tell them not to tell anyone that he was um, that all these things happened? Why did he tell them? I want to just go back to—I love the mm-hmm. fact that suddenly the landscape, as soon as
0: God said, "Hear him." there was no opportunity to hear Moses or Elijah. It was just just Jesus. And I love that it suddenly, and then I love in Matthew's gospel, Mm. it says, Matthew 17, seven, it says that Jesus um, touched them and said, do not be afraid. Mm. Mm. And because they had fallen down.
1: And he says,
0: you know, in the CSB, get up, Don't be afraid, and he touches them. Like he's the safe part of God. Mm. You know, he's the reason we have boldness. He's the reason we can enter into the kingdom of God. He's Mm. the reason that we can be with Moses and Elijah and be safe. But we would not be safe without Jesus. So Mm. I just like that part. That's good. Yeah. No, that is. That's like how he dwells, God dwells in unapproachable Mm -hmm. light. But Jesus Mm -hmm. is the light of the world Mm -hmm. that comes and approaches. And so when we're answering the why question, I think it's all conjecture like i don't know okay. why he said that mm-hmm. i mean i got a couple ideas mm-hmm. do you have a you must have an idea no <laughs> i was curious
1: oh. what you what yeah. you thought of why he said that but i feel like we kind of touched on it in yesterday or the you yeah. know the thing we just looked at was that he wanted them to think about it and to yes. Um, yes. just yes. ponder. And yeah, yes. and there's timing understand. for those things.
2: That's what I actually took away from it. Is like sometimes the Lord reveals and shares stuff with us, and there's a timing when that should be shared. Maybe mm-hmm. in another. Sometimes God has a personal word for us that He just wants us to keep mm-hmm. between us and Him. Mm-hmm. Or I like and that, and there's a the time idea of maturity to share that and, and yeah. processing.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. Mary pondering things in her right. heart, like. I that's know okay. people that want to give their testimony. They're like, can I give my testimony? And I'm like, you don't have any resolve yet. You're still in that, you've got to come out of this to victory. Mm-hmm. And they were still, they were, I think that was it. I mean, these guys didn't even have a full, Peter just got done rebuking
2: Jesus. Like you can't yeah. go to the cross. Yeah. So they're not quite. <laughs>
1: no, they were still caterpillars. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah.
2: They
1: didn't understand not what he meant yet. about yeah. suffering yeah. and
2: all of they that. Yeah. The
1: spirit wasn't poured out. Mm-hmm. Until, yeah. And then we see this whole thing about Elijah And what did Jesus want them to understand about himself, the son of man, as he's showing them this picture of Elijah? Number four. Yeah.
2: Go ahead, what, oh, no, I mean, I, well, I mean, obviously I was just focusing on, first of all, just that John the Baptist, you know, in the other cross references in Matthew 11 and Luke. It it talks about him coming in the spirit and power of Elijah and all of that sort of a thing mm-hmm. to just talk about the fact that there's a connection there a with John connection the Baptist. Between John For the anybody Baptist. who was wondering, yeah, there is that connection there if you look. And I love that that the gospels all together give us that full picture. Mm-hmm. That was something that blessed me. It was just the reminder that that's why we have all the gospels and the different angles on it to give us the full picture of what was going on.
0: Yeah, and I also think too, um, that he's saying, Yeah, Elijah's coming. Mm-hmm. That's all going to be fulfilled, but I want you to focus on this, yes. my suffering, yeah. which brings mm-hmm. me to my takeaway because my takeaway is kind of back to the why yeah, and maturity. Yeah, what charity. is your takeaway? Um, it's about the prohibition, and I think he's saying you're not ready to tell what you've seen mm-hmm. until you are anointed and have the spirit in you exactly. and know the whole story. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. That I really think that an incomplete story is a dangerous story. Like even, you've got Apollos. And Aquila and Priscilla take him aside, and they explain the way more excellently. Mm -hmm. He was only teaching the baptism of John. Here we are back to John. Mm -hmm. And he needed to know the glory of Jesus. Again, I think they're ready almost to put John on an equal par with Jesus. Uh You know, and Elijah, and wait, you know. Mm -hmm. And... He's, they need to know the whole story, the whole gospel.
2: Well, yeah, and that's kind of what you were mentioning from, the, from John as well, how yeah. there's those glimpses like they didn't realize until later, yes. you know, everything. Yes. And then you mm-hmm. see in Peter's sermon yes. in Acts 2, now he has the whole picture with the Holy yeah. Spirit. There's this story it
0: um, when it comes to David, and it was when there was that fight with Absalom, his son, mm. and um, Joab, who was Ahab, um, David's general, mm. killed Absalom. Mm-hmm. And remember he was in the tree and yeah. all that. And so um, this this one young man says, I'm a really fast runner, can I go mm-hmm. tell? Right. And he says, no, you don't know the whole story. Right. And he has this other man who's not as fast, but he's a runner. Um, and he sends him, but the young man's like, but I can I'm faster, I'm faster. And sure right. enough, the young man starts running. And he runs and he overtakes him and he gets to David first. And David's like, Oh, there's news. And his message was incomplete. Mm-hmm. And David ended up saying, stand aside. Yeah. Because he wanted the complete message. And mm-hmm. we might be able to be we might be totally anointed speakers. Mm-hmm. We might have a really good gift. We might be a better, like, I know people are like, I'm so much better than she is. Mm-hmm. But if your story's incomplete, mm-hmm. If you don't have the full gospel under your belt, you're not ready. Mm-hmm. And so that always reminds me of that
2: too. Yeah, like don't lay hands on
1: anyone mm-hmm. hastily. Mm-hmm. Like right. all of that, you know, there's a lot of mm-hmm. exhortation toward mm-hmm. that. Okay, do you guys have any other takeaways for this day before we move on? I'm so ready to move on. Okay, Rita. let's move yeah, on. I, think,
0: yeah. <laughs> I love good. the this. CSB <laughs> with this story. Okay, and and so you'll see why. i to point out when I get there.
1: Mark <laughs> 9, 14 through 29, yes. day 45. And I might read rather rapidly because go for
0: it. Do it. when they came to the disciples they saw a large crowd around them and scribes disputing with them. When the whole crowd saw him they were amazed and ran to greet him. He asked them what are you arguing with them about? Mm. Someone from the crowd answered him teacher I brought my son to you he has a spirit that makes him unable to speak. Whenever it seizes him it throws him down and he foams at the mouth, grinds his teeth and becomes rigid I asked your disciples to drive it out but they couldn't. He replied to them, You unbelieving generation. How long will I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring him to me. So they brought the boy to him. When the spirit saw him, it immediately threw the boy into convulsions. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. How long has this been happening to him? Jesus asked the father. From childhood, he said. And many times has thrown him into the fire or water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help Mm -hmm. us. Jesus said to him, if you can, Mm. I love that. Mm -hmm. Everything (laughs) is possible for the one who believes. Mm. Immediately, the father of the boy cried out, I do believe. Help my unbelief. Mm. When Jesus saw that a crowd was quickly gathering, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, You mute and deaf spirit, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. Hmm. Then it came out shrieking and throwing him into terrible convulsions. The boy became like a corpse so that many said, he's dead. But Jesus, taking him by the hand, raised him and he stood up. After he had gone into the house, his disciples asked him privately, why couldn't we drive it out? And he told them, this kind can come out by nothing. Prayer, mm. Mm. so I love that part. If you can, mm-hmm. and Jesus says, "If I can, right. if yeah. I can, maybe <laughs> I just love the Lord." Looking at him, like remember how He marvels at unbelief. Mm-hmm. If yeah. I can.
1: Mm -hmm. you know and I love the father's response too because he's like I believe but help him believe help me me. right yeah
2: no that's so so good I love that part and
0: I think that Jesus honored that prayer Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that Jesus honored that prayer because sometimes we think it takes perfect faith Mm -hmm. or perfected faith for Jesus to answer our prayer Mm -hmm. and he's like give me what you have yeah. And I'll work with this. Even totally in this story, honesty. because like yes. the
1: disciples failed here basically, Right. but then that we see this, so then is there that piece of like, okay, well, if I don't have enough, if I'm not praying or fasting enough, will God answer my prayer? But then you see this father, where he's got this little mustard mm-hmm. seed of faith, but he's like, help my unbelief. That's so right. it's like encouraging in the midst of that. Totally. And I think,
2: and it wasn't an unbelief of like the Pharisees, mm-hmm. like we right. refused Testing. It was an unbelief of like, I want, I mean, obviously he believed enough to bring the son to Jesus. Exactly. But there was just, he saw his lot. I mean, that ministers to me a lot because that's how I feel a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Especially if you've been in a prolonged trial or you've been waiting or something like that. i not seen You know, answer. this guy, I mean, he's like, well, I believe, but man, my son's been in this condition since he was a kid.
0: Like, mm-hmm. yeah, help. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if I can do it. I have to say this, though, that verse 19 always troubles me. Verse it's 19. where Jesus says, you yeah. unbelieving generation. How long will I be with you? Yeah. How long must I put up with you? Bring him to me. Mm. And I think the idea is like, disciples, you haven't gotten it yet.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. You haven't
0: gotten it yet. I'm not going to be here much longer. I'm about to you know be crucified, yeah. rise again, ascend to my Father. You need to get this. Mm-hmm. You need to get who I am. Mm. You, you need to get it into you. And sometimes I feel like the Lord, like I'm his disciple, but I wonder if the Lord is saying, Cheryl, You know, you you can't persist in unbelief. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I wonder if the unbelief is the reason the child was demon-possessed in the first place. Mm -hmm. Like, because the father was resistant to believing Mm -hmm. that it made the children vulnerable. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so I always
1: find that verse interesting. So sobering. You know what it made mm-hmm. me think of too was I just was reading uh, the story of David and Goliath and you know like we yes. all know this story but as I read it I was struck by the fact that David had such faith. He came into this situation where everyone was cowering to Goliath right? and he kept like trying to wake everybody up like how are you letting him defy the God yes. yeah. of the Hebrews? Like he's speaking against our God mm-hmm. and he knew his God so well that he wasn't shaken by this crazy demonstration of things that would make anyone fear. This this giant that was like, you know, taunting them and wanting to destroy them. But he had such faith in God that he knew, no matter what, God was gonna be with him in that battle. And he stood up against it. And everybody else Mm. around, like they're all Israelites, they're all God's people, but they didn't have that same faith. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and obviously, That's like good. Goliath
0: looked impenetrable.
1: And mm-hmm. what was the thing that didn't want
0: that the Israelites didn't want to go into the land mm-hmm. um, when Moses brought them to the verge of it? And it was because there were giants in the land. Uh-huh. The spies yeah. came back and said, "There's giants." Now, here's one of these giants. He's been a man of war since his youth. He's right. got brothers, and they later try to get vengeance on David, and so. Um, I, you know, he's such a picture of some mm-hmm. of the trials in
1: our life mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we cower from. That yeah. look you know, like hopeless. Like we, how can we have power over them? But yet, but God has power over these that's things. That's right. That's so that's good. Right. That's good. But again,
0: this kind, um, it's it's a it's a different type of demon because we mm-hmm. we know that earlier we were reading about how Jesus uh, gave the disciples authority, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, to yeah. Yeah, for casting out demons,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. to to cast out and, demons. My Bible says, um, this is New King James, it says prayer and fasting. Mm -hmm. And so what do you think about that? Um,
0: The older texts don't have fasting, and they don't know if that was added by the church fathers. But fasting is a type of prayer Mm -hmm. and could be included in prayer. So, um, you know, it could be, but I just think that it means Really sustained prayer, serious mm-hmm. prayer. Yeah, the point is spiritual preparedness. Yeah, and you know, and yeah. I think it's also about not stop, don't stop praying until mm-hmm. this thing is out. Mm-hmm. Don't say, "Well, I prayed and it didn't work." And I think of how many people mm-hmm. like say a prayer and go, "Well, it didn't work. I guess mm-hmm. you know, time to move on." God's not going to come through. Something and you just mm-hmm. stop praying. But I yeah. think that's what you know. Paul is saying when he says, "Pray pray without ceasing." Yeah. Or mm-hmm. in um, Luke chapter eighteen. Mm -hmm. Jesus talks about the persistent prayer. And And then um, in Matthew, he talks about that. How many of you have like a neighbor and you you know, let's say a friend comes over and you need bread, you go to your neighbor's house and because you keep banging on the Mm -hmm. door, the neighbor's gonna get up and give you the bread. Not because he likes you, Or he wants to, you know, but because you kept knocking Mm -hmm. and there's, there's this need. And I think that was one of the things he was saying to the disciples too. Mm -hmm. You need to be persistent. Mm -hmm. You can't just say one off. And we always expect instant results. I think it's Mm In-N-Out hamburgers that have done this to us. But we always (laughs) expect instant results. Mm -hmm. We want everything That's
1: true. Now, Yesterday, yeah. You know,
0: we want Amazon to deliver that package yes. in an hour. Mm-hmm. And we want all this, you know, now. And I think he's saying, no,
1: you've got to persevere in mm-hmm. prayer.
0: Mm-hmm. And well, I think
1: it's intense prayer. And yeah. my takeaway from the day too was just that these spiritual disciplines build our faith. And it's not just like an instantaneous thing of like, I'm just gonna pray right now, but it's having that lifestyle of prayer where yeah. we're developing our faith. And we're daily doing like what we talked about last week about denying ourselves and taking up our cross of this, this lifestyle of um, discipline and discipleship mm-hmm. of like being a person of prayer. Right. That it's, that's what builds our faith is this regular lifestyle style of it, not just like in the immediate need.
2: Mm, no, totally, exactly. And, and two, going back to um, what you're saying about like how this one was, a this particular demon was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I looked at that and I was like, man, this is just such a picture, like what he's doing to this boy. This is such a picture of what Satan is doing to everyone, whether they realize it or not, you know, in, in different trial. forms, he is out to steal and kill and mm-hmm. destroy. And he will do it in all kinds of various means. Mm-hmm. But no matter how strong that demon is, Jesus always wins, the minute Jesus shows up, that can be that mm-hmm. you know that is dealt with. That power is taken out of the pla- out of the way. No weapon formed against us will prosper. That's like good. that's a real.
0: Well, I think yeah. prayer is when we bring these things to the Lord. Exactly, and, then and can, so why he mm-hmm. says he says bring him to me. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: you, you know, keep, bring yep. him
0: to me because that's what we're doing in prayer. We're bringing the things that that's are good. too great for us over and over again into yeah. prayer. This is the only time that Jesus um, uh, drives a demon out and says, and never enter him again. Yeah, interesting. Mm. Because so he puts that prohibition. This is a child that's vulnerable,
1: mm. and he's
0: saying, or a lad or a young man, never, huh. never again. You. you can't ever have a hold on this child again, mm. because you know. Remember how I told that story, that parable about um, if a demon leaves yes. and you clean the you're house, sweep it out, yeah. Yeah. he'll mm-hmm. come back with seven more. So right. he's saying, you're not coming back again. And I love how he claims that soul forever. Mm. Never again will you do that. Yeah. So I love love that. Yeah. Any other takeaways from today? Um, just, again, going back to that, how resistant this demon was. He was yeah, resistant. Right. Yeah. And it took Jesus I mean, coming. Jesus power. But yep. even when Jesus did that, the, the demon's still, like, are, are one last stand. Totally. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know, and I think, again, that we don't expect repercussions. Like, well, they... They gave their life to the Lord, but then Mm -hmm. this happened. Mm -hmm. We don't expect the enemy to do one last strike. And I hate to tell this story, but we had this dog that my dad didn't get along with named (laughs) Sherman, and it was a Samoyed. And it came into my dad's office, and it wasn't supposed to, my dad ordered the dog out. I can't remember why, Mm -hmm. I think the dog was barking or driving him crazy. And the dog looked at him and reached over. My dad had a plant and just bit off a leaf and spit it out and walked out. I mean, my dad just was like, because there was no one about my dad and the dog, and my dad's like, that dog, he's Uh so bad. But it was like that last bit that Uh this demon could do before it had Mm. to leave, but it had to leave. Throwing him on the ground Mm -hmm. and almost killing him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that everybody would think that Jesus, what he did, killed the boy. Mm -hmm. At first, they they're thinking, Jesus just killed the boy. Mm -hmm. You know, the demon wants to make Jesus look bad, bad, Mm -hmm. but... Mm -hmm. He touches the boy and he raises him up. and The boy's fine, and that demon cannot Never so touch him again. It's a good again. point not to panic uh-huh. if you see that yes. in someone's life. That yes.
2: they're, oh, they're going through these things. Yes. It's like no, that's just the what is it? This yeah. the last thrust of a defeated foe. That's so very mm. I can't remember. Oh yeah, I made no. I don't remember where I heard that, but it <laughs> yes. to Pastor Chuck. No. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. That must have been. Yeah, was yeah. your dad? I think
0: I think I might be wrong, but I think that was um, uh, Greenleaf and drought. I, Was it mm, Greenleaf? Is and it, and I, I, we'll no, I don't, think, I don't think it's one. from that book, but uh, the, Kuhn quotes, the Matthews, Arthur Matthews. Arthur Matthews, Matthews, yeah. Matthews wrote a book oh, on spiritual warfare. Yes, he did. And I think it's in there. That's
1: right. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, yes. Your mother mm-hmm, gave sorry. me that book, so, so spiritual oh, warfare that. is real. <laughs> yes. Okay, we're going to move on to Day 46, Mark 9, 30 through 37. Jasmine, do you mind reading that? All right. Then they departed from there and passed through Galilee and he
2: did not want anyone to know it. For he taught his disciples and said to them, the son of man is being betrayed into the hands of men and they will kill him. And after he is killed, he will rise the third day. But they did not understand this saying and were afraid to ask him. Then he came to Capernaum and when he was in the house, he asked them, what was it you disputed among yourselves on the road? But they kept silent for on the road they had disputed among themselves Mm -hmm. who would be the greatest. And he sat down, called the 12 and said to them, if anyone desires to be first, he shall be last of all and servant of all. Then he took a little child and set him in the midst of them. And when he had taken him in his arms, he said to them, whoever receives one of these little children in my name receives me. And whoever receives me, receives not me, but him who sent
1: me. Okay, so what important truth was Jesus trying to teach his disciples here? Um, what did I write down? I have all
2: these
0: things. <laughs> Definitely, that the the mm. the walking with Jesus was not pain free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was a cost, and He's always reminding them of the the cost. And these disciples wanted a pain free Christianity, mm-hmm. so to speak. They wanted a Christianity without a cross. They wanted to, you know, uh, you know, be well known. Uh-huh. They wanted to be the mm-hmm. closest to Jesus. You know. Um, The best in his kingdom. The best in his kingdom. kingdom. But I mean, to me, that always gets me that they were arguing. It's kind of like caught, too. But he's talking about suffering, and they're talking about greatness. Yeah, yeah. And I think sometimes the Lord is trying to prepare us for suffering and hardship, and we just want to talk about greatness. Mm. And there are some, I believe, in the church right now who are rebuking the Lord. Mm. Like, no Lord, no coronavirus, no this, no that. Mm. And instead of just saying, "Okay, Lord, here's the circumstances. Right. What do you want to do with these things?" Mm. So to me, I, you know, yeah, I That's think like it's good advice. Well, and probably and preparing them also maybe for a different Messiah than they were
2: expecting. Yes, kind of definitely. Too. I mean, he saying definitely. this, like, "This is what's going to happen. Like, mm-hmm. this isn't. You know, I'm not coming right now to like rule Rome and take mm-hmm. them down."
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and I thought it was interesting that they didn't understand, but that they were afraid to ask. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Do you think it was because he'd already said this and this is the second time? No, I think it's because Peter got rebuked. And, and they know, mm.
0: yeah, they know they're being naughty. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. Peter rebuked him, so he's like, well, I'm not touching that one. Yeah, I don't I to probably again. look at the disciples like, I'm not touching that one. Uh-huh. Did they no, think, they're like, oh, I'm not. do you think they thought Jesus didn't hear them? Like, no, they were disputing oh, yeah, and he wasn't maybe. like, oh no, he heard us. I think that <laughs> they wanted to rebuke Jesus. I think that they all did. Wanted ah. to say, no, Jesus, not the way of the cross. Don't talk about mm-hmm. suffering. It's putting a damper on, you know, this time we can defend you, we can make you famous, we're not gonna let that happen to you, mm-hmm. remember? Because Peter, another time, is like, I'm not gonna let that happen to
1: you. Well, and they were so oppressed by mm-hmm. their government, and so mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. looking for this glorious king that's yes. gonna rule and reign. Yeah. They're not mm-hmm. looking for this suffering servant. And doesn't this just confirm they weren't ready yet
0: with the
2: transfiguration yes. and
0: everything? Yes. Yeah. Here we are, they're still in that learning process, right. they don't get it. Because <laughs> they won't understand it this side of the cross. Yeah. Everything has to be interpreted through the cross. Yes, mm. and you know, I even read a book so. le- lately that you know, when Paul met Jesus, he had to go back and recalibrate everything he had learned from his youth mm. through the cross. When of he went Jesus. away to Arabia for yes. three years, oh, yeah, he had to recalibrate everything. He had to like just see it through the lens mm. of the mm-hmm. cross, and uh, which is really good. I mm. I want to say this though. I I want to give a shout out for the Sunday school teachers. (laughs) Verse 37, I love this scripture. Mm. I think every Sunday school teacher should have this on the wall of their house. Because when Jesus says whoever welcomes one little child such as this in my name welcomes me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's an incredible mm-hmm. statement. When you're doing it for these little ones, yeah. you're doing it for Jesus. Huge. When you're Whatever you do to these little ones, you're doing it to Jesus. How personally Jesus takes our treatment of children. Mm-hmm. And again, we're going to get that I'm a little getting, bit later. Yeah, yeah. But just how Jesus esteems children so much. Mm-hmm. And those that teach in Sunday school, those mm-hmm. who make it their... Um, you know, their ambition, yeah, so to their speak, passion. what a great, mm-hmm. their passion, oh, how they please the heart of the mm-hmm. Lord, how they're actually welcoming Jesus in. I just, mm-hmm. shout outs. Oh, yeah, I love that, yeah. it's a humble yeah. yes, sort of thing. Shout yes. out it to Marlene yes. and, and Kayla yes, our and Sunday school department, yeah, thank you. Yeah, because some people are like,
2: oh, I won't do children's ministry. Yeah. Whoa, mm-hmm. that is so close to the heart of God. Like mm-hmm. you said, that's something so dear to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, lo- I love this, too, because, gosh, the patience of Jesus. Mm-hmm, instead right. of, like, I mean, instead of just calling them idiots, like, you guys are seriously going to talk about this right now? He just turns it into a teaching opportunity and yeah. a lesson. Yes. I love just the graciousness of Jesus. That's like, right. all yeah. right, guys, I'm going right. to just show you again yes. and yes. teach you instead yes. of just, that's so good. you know, put you down. Mm-hmm. It's that's like, so oh, my good. gosh, what a good lesson for, so good And know. sort of
1: retraining their thinking, because their yes. thinking is yes. wrong. Yes. Yes. And yeah. he's... Turning all this religion on its head like what we're <laughs> yeah. used to. And don't you think
0: he knows that retrospectively they'll get it? Uh-huh. You know, and they need the anointing of the Holy Spirit too. And Luke hmm. chapter twenty four, it says that he opened uh, the scriptures and he opened their eyes and he opened their understanding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I always pray those three things. Whenever I come to mm-hmm. the word of God, you know, Lord, open my understanding, open yep. my eyes. And uh, he also opened heaven to them, but mm-hmm. it's a really great thing. I, I mm-hmm. want to say my takeaway from today is that I love that Jesus took a child in his arms. He's going to do a dim- Demo, and he's <laughs> gonna use a child, but he takes him in his arms. Mm. I mean, I think even though I'm 60, I would love to have been that child. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, really, really. I would yes. love in to been yeah.
0: that child, just taken into the arms of Jesus. Wow. Mm-hmm. That just my dad had the best hugs. Mm-hmm. And as a little girl, when he would take me into his mm-hmm. arms, he had such big, strong arms, and mm. he's cuddly. I, I won't say what that means, but when he would take <laughs> me into those arms, it Aww. would just, mm. and to be
1: taken into the arms mm-hmm. of Jesus,
0: so oh, and Jesus. He
1: loves each one of us that way, mm-hmm. and He's our Father, yeah.
2: I was thinking of something you said about how Jesus is turning everything upside down like on its head. Mm-hmm. And just the point he's making that true greatness serves, you yes. know. Um, I was listening to a message this week and uh, he was talking, it was actually Tim Keller, and he was uh, quoting C.S. Lewis in The Great Divorce. And for those of you who don't know that particular so book. so funny because I've got a C.S. Lewis quote here Whoa. too. Whoa, yes. okay. Um, yeah, in The Great Divorce, it's like a little bit of an allegory and yes. supposedly C.S. Lewis is being taken by a guide up to heaven. And he's up there looking in heaven and there's this woman that's just stunningly gorgeous and she's got these children around her like playing and stuff and he's just like now who was that That, man that had to be like a queen or some amazing woman on earth I mean Mm. look at this lady she's stunning and the guide says no no it's nobody you would ever know about her name was I wrote it down oh her name was Sarah Smith and he's like Sarah Smith who's that he's like well she was just on earth you know she was somebody who just uh served others and mm-hmm. she wasn't anyone known she just lived in a little village somewhere but she was like a mother to all of the children in the neighborhood and so you see all of that just her glorified state in heaven was like totally different than you know what we would think you know because That's on beautiful. earth she was nobody mm-hmm. but in, but because she was a servant there was such greatness and beauty that in heaven that
0: sounds like my aunt AC and my aunt um, Virginia. That's what they'll they look like in like heaven. Like that. But, yeah. uh, C.S. Lewis also said in the glory of heaven, you have never met an ordinary human being. Yes. Mm. Um, and that we treat everyone like ordinary or dispensable. Mm but not God, Mm-mm. not God. And mm-hmm. also, like you said, turning on your ear, children were the least esteemed. Yes, I mean, yeah. there was child labor. There yeah. were no child labor laws. Mm-hmm. Uh, kids Seen were considered a nuisance. Mm-hmm. And when he mm-hmm. keeps taking children into his arms and blessing them,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I mean, this is incredible. In fact, people used to sell their children in those days into slavery. Wow,
1: and he tells us to become like little children. That's right,
0: yes. Yeah. Okay,
1: moving on to day 47, Mark nine thirty-eight through 41. I'll go ahead and read that. Now John answered him saying, "'Teacher, we saw someone who does not follow us "'casting out demons in your name, "'and we forbade him because he doesn't follow us.' (laughs) "'But Jesus said, do not forbid him, "'for no one who works a miracle in my name "'can soon afterwards speak evil of me. "'For he who is not against us is on our side. "'For whoever gives you a cup of water to drink in my name, "'because you belong to Christ, "'assuredly, I say to you, "'he will by no means lose his reward.'" I'm gonna mm. go straight to my takeaway. Go ahead. Um, I got.
0: Uh, I saw this thing, and it was so. Uh, well, I have this. We are too quick to to be combative yeah. and to feel like victims mm. rather than victors. And let us pray to respond rather than react. Yeah. And then um, I read this that there are three reasons that Jesus gave for um, for um, not rebuking this man, not stopping mm. him. Okay. And reason number one is anyone who did a miracle in Jesus' name was, would not speak evil of him because mm-hmm. they would realize that Jesus' name works
1: mm-hmm. and that
0: would draw them into the kingdom. That's good. Right. Uh, two, um, there's no middle ground. People are either for Jesus or against Jesus. Mm. And anyone who's not against Jesus is definitely coming mm. to Jesus. Mm. And then three, there is a reward for those who do kindnesses in Jesus' name
1: mm, for Jesus.
0: Sweet. You know, yeah. so again, this man who's doing in Jesus' name, and he's doing a good thing. He's seeking to get rid of demons right. in Jesus' name. That's a good thing. And so he says, if someone even gives a cup of water in, because of Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, for Jesus' name, they're not going to lose their mm-hmm. reward. Totally. Someone, if you give it to a Christian,
2: they won't lose their rewards. So no, I love that. I mean, and I was thinking about just like how territorial humans are. Yes. Like, and you know, even as Christians, we're so, I mean, I was like, this is really fitting for the mm-hmm. times, you know, mm-hmm. so factious. And we uh, we we do it, we say we're doing it like, well, I'm doing it in the name of the Lord. So often I think we're doing it in our own name. You know, we're it's yeah. not about we say, oh, this is about the Lord. And it's like, no, it's not. If you were, you know what I mean, you wouldn't be so territorial. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was reading in uh, one of my history classes that I'm taking um, about a certain denomination that like every time there was a disagreement or an argument, they would branch off and start a new one. So now there's like 50 or there's like tons of branches of this particular denomination because everybody was just constantly like, well, you don't agree with me on this point? I'm starting my own thing. And it's like, this is so, you might say like, well, it's because of truth. And it's like, no, this is because it's not your way. And it's not, you know what I mean? This isn't really about Jesus. Good point. Because that's not what Jesus was would do. Mm-hmm. He didn't say, okay, we break off from that guy. It's like, no, if he's not mm-hmm. against me, it's for me. Mm-hmm. He's for me, like mm-hmm. you said. Mm-hmm. So, good. But we just, do
0: like, you know, he says, because he's not part of our, I'm gonna use the word tribe. Tribe, he's yeah. Not following with us. Yeah, exactly. He's not accompanying us. You know, so, and you know, what Jesus does is he kind of does like a Moses thing. Like, mm. remember when yes. they called those elders for that anointing and Eldad and Me Dad were outside mm. the camp and Joshua says, You know, Eldad and Me Dad are prophesying too. And Moses looks at him and says, Joshua, don't be zealous for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be zealous for the, the work of the Spirit. I wish everyone. Had received that anointing, those in the camp and those outside the camp. We're so that's exclusive, good. too. Yes. We want to keep it exclusive into our tribe. Yep. And Jesus says, I want you to think bigger and broader. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and even
2: Paul said, like, you know, some are speaking Christ out of envy and selfishness or strife or whatever, but right.
0: Christ Let's is preached. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, wow. It's I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah. And I think, too, again, like when <clears throat> we talk about it, we don't want to break fellowship with somebody because they sprinkle rather than. Dunk for yeah, baptism. exactly. We don't want to break uh, uh, fellowship with someone who, believe, who believes that the gifts aren't for today. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't want to break fellowship with people who are reformed. We don't want to break fellowship with um, even like people that maybe are, um, you know, hyper Pentecostal. We, yeah, we don't want to. We don't want to break fellowship. We want to be Aquila and Priscilla's and show them the mm-hmm. way more excellently. And you know, again, that's going to take humility and gentleness and love. Mm -hmm. and acceptance and listening. Oh my goodness, I'm in Mm James, So it's like be quick to hear and slow to speak and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna need a special anointing for that Mm -hmm. one. Yeah,
2: totally. Be careful how you speak about other believers. That was
0: my takeaway. It's like, Mm wow, Mm and
2: one more thing, sorry. Jim Elliot said, let not him who accepts light in an instant despise him who gropes months in the shadows. And that kind of spoke to me too. It's just like... If I'm you, gonna need a repeat on that one. I'll just read it again. Let not him who accepts light in an instant despise him who gropes for months in the shadows. Oh, I got it. Yeah, I just
0: even that, just like, don't just be like, why don't they get it? You know yes. what I mean? Like, hey, yes. pa- patience, yes. mm-hmm. like yes. grace. That was one thing with the hippie movement too. I mean, some people would come and immediately they were delivered yeah. you know, um. from drugs. And I mean, like others they smoked like pot for a couple months, you know, and it was a <laughs> slow delivery. We had this guy in Vista who'd been in our church for like probably two years and one and smoked pot every morning and one day he was convicted by the spirit and gave it up forever. Mm. And it was just like the spirit, and so there's progressive, and Mm -hmm. if we can just be patient with people too,
1: you know? And like what you guys have talked about too, is just that common denominator is the name of Jesus, Mm. is lifting the name of Jesus high, and I think of that one, you know, like the name of Jesus, every knee will bow, and that Mm -hmm. other one, the name of the Lord is a strong tower, the righteous run to it and are safe. Like there's power in the name of Jesus, Mm -hmm. and lifting up his name. And isn't that
0: what we've seen all through this chapter Mm -hmm. too? I mean we've seen Jesus like it's not about Moses it's not about exactly. Elijah it's not about John the Baptist it's <laughs> not about it's not about who the greatest is mm-hmm. you know it's it's not about how powerful you are, how many demons you cast out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's about me. Mm-hmm. Bring him to me. It's about prayer. It's about me, mm-hmm. and you know, and I'm going to suffer, and I'm going to die, and you need to, you need to get acquainted
1: with my testimony mm-hmm. and why I'm doing these things. And then another thing too, just my takeaway too, was just mm-hmm. how like when we do something in Jesus' name and we do something loving, it's the same as, as lo- us loving Jesus. That's mm. right. That's right. And that goes back to the children again. Mm-hmm. You know. Sweet. Yes. Yeah. It's good. You guys ready to move on or do you have anything to add? Yes, but moving on means hell. Uh oh I know, we're on the last so, one, So, no. Day forty eight. Martin forty two through fifty. Cheryl, would you please read? Boy, I get the I get yep. the harsh ones Enjoy. now. I get the demons. I've
0: got yeah. the bad. I asked for it. Yeah, <laughs> but whoever causes one of these little ones. Who believes in me to fall away. Mm-hmm. It would be better for him if a heavy millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. And if your hand <clears throat> causes you to fall away, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life maimed than to have two hands and go to hell, the unquenchable <clears throat> fire. And if your foot causes you to fall away, cut it off. It is better for you to enter, the life, enter life lame than to have two feet and be thrown into hell. And if your eye causes you to fall away, gouge it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. For everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good, but if the salt should lose its flavor, how can you season it? Have salt among yourselves and be at peace with one another. Mm. And, you know, I really think that peace is saying, these people that are casting out demons in my name, be at peace with them. Yes. Um, These um these children, be at peace with them. And it's interesting because um, it was the peace sacrifice that was seasoned with salt.
1: Mm. Mm. And this was a fellowship yeah. offering
0: because that was considered the peace offering or reconciliation to God. Okay. That was the sacrifice in the um, Levitical yeah, system uh-huh. that was sacrificed with salt. Oh, that had salt, sorry.
2: No, that's no, that was my biggest takeaway. And know we can go back over the other things, but since you already mentioned it, mm-hmm. yeah. that was my biggest thing was the balance here about being salt, you know, having that preserving purifying influence mm-hmm. in the world, but also being at peace. And I was just thinking about how okay. many, how many Christians, I think people are well-meaning, like I wanna be salt and light, whether it's on social media or in some other format. And yet they're not being peaceable about it. I'm going to be salt and light, but I'm going to be
0: argumentative and aggressive. And this is happening so much right now. I'm like, I just read James chapter (laughs) three. And it says, the fruit of righteousness, right? Mm. They're going to be righteous. The fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by them that make Mm. peace. I remember, in fact, I wrote in my journal this morning, I remember being so convicted by that scripture because I was such an advocate for righteousness. Right. Yeah. And the Lord's like, do you realize it's sown in peace? <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly.
1: What? You have to and have, you have peace. Like yeah. the result is peace in our own lives. That's right. When we're doing yes, that. Yes, and that's not right.
2: anxiety and constant right.
1: turmoil. It's like, oh yes. my goodness. So, I mean, yeah,
2: <laughs>
0: those good intentions, you have to uh, have like the balance. So, so, so I think the consequences of sin that is unrepented of, habitual, and defiant are much worse than we can fathom. Mm. A life of deprivation is better or preferable to a life of sin and then its consequences Mm. at the end Mm. and so Mm -hmm. i think again in life we don't realize how terrible the consequences are we don't Mm -hmm. realize what it's going to be like when we face the lord Mm -hmm. that you want to get rid of those things that are keeping you from jesus because he's saying sin will keep you from me right it will keep you it will send you to hell Mm -hmm. it will be and you won't get over it and then he uses the word um, Gehenna for help. And that's a valley that was in Jerusalem where the pagan mm-hmm. sacrifices used to be. Mm. And it always smelled like rotting corpses mm-hmm. because this is where children were sacrificed. To Molech. Mm-hmm. So again, oh, yeah. he's bringing up the fact yeah. of honoring children mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and not that's stumbling good. these children. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that in this place there was a continual burning
1: And so he's like... So they would have like a a smell, an instant like understanding of what he's talking Mm -hmm. about here, how serious and horrible Mm -hmm. this is. And then it became a place for trash.
0: During Jesus' time, Mm -hmm. it was like the garbage dump. Uh That's where you you put your, you know, Mm. your bad food, your rotten things. Here he's
1: talking about like, you know, plucking your eye out or cutting off your hand. But isn't it that he's doing just like he did in Mark chapter 7 where he's talking about the heart, where yes. he's hes not saying, like, cut off your hand, yeah. but he's talking about what's going on in our hearts and our need to... Yeah, this is one yeah. of the
0: reasons the Catholic Church did not want the Bible translated. They said, if we translate the Bible into the language of the people, they don't know not to take it yeah, but, literally and literally, terms like this, and they'll be cutting Mm. out their hand and gouging out their eyes. Instead, we'll sell indulgences to sin, Mm. you know, which is so off scripturally, right? But, um, you know, you can trust people with the word of God because Mm -hmm. of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Yes. That's why we're safe with the word of God and we wouldn't be safe without the Holy Spirit. But Mm. he tells you, Jesus is speaking again, like you said, of the heart, he's speaking figuratively. Mm -hmm. But I think he is saying that a life of deprivation, you know, and I, there was that, um, I can't remember, but it was the movie with Kirk uh, Kirk Cameron, Love Challenge or something like that. But remember he was, he had a pornography problem Mm -hmm. in it and he realized that he couldn't have a computer Mm -hmm. because he would continue to fall. And he realized that his life was going to be, have a deprivation. Everybody else was going to have computers, but he wasn't. Hmm. because that would lead him to sin. Hmm. And the idea mm-hmm. of being without a cell phone or the idea of being without a computer right mm-hmm. now, is like, no. Right. But that's what Jesus is talking about. And in Romans, Paul said, make no provision for the mm-hmm. flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. And I know this is like a stupid analogy, but I'm going to use it anyway. I cannot resist corn chips. I cannot Same. resist them. <laughs> corn chips are my Mm-hmm. downfall. And I will like, eat a bag and realize I've eaten like a month's calories. I love 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 corn chips, so I don't buy them. I just do not buy them. And mm-hmm. Brian brings them in, I'm like hide them from me. I don't want to see them. And you know, I I need that deprivation because mm-hmm. I don't get a handle on corn chips. There is something between me and corn chips. And so because of that, I don't make provision uh-huh. for my flesh to right. eat bags and bags of corn chips. I just don't buy them. Right. I skip that aisle. I don't go down that aisle. And so I, I think it's the same thing with the, with sin. We don't make mm-hmm. provision for it. Mm-hmm. We, we don't keep a bag around. have to be in yes. cutting these things
1: off and yeah. dealing with them seriously and severely. Yeah. See, your whole uh, thing is you just leave the corn chips out so the boys eat them all and exactly, you don't have to worry about that, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that works nicely for well, you. I just have a few.
0: Yes. Um, No, I
2: was just gonna say, I think just for for me, what I was taking away from this, just the reality of hell, Mm -hmm. it should drive us. I mean, for me, I was just like, man, knowing the reality of hell should drive us to radical repentance. And mm-hmm. then even evangelism, like mm-hmm. like oh my goodness, I want to rescuing others out. Yes. of Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. And I remember yeah. Padgett Wilkes who was a missionary to Japan um, in the early twentieth century. He said that he's like, if you feel like somebody's going to hell, then you've got to tell them. You got to yes. you know rescue them. And he yeah. had such a heart
0: for evangelism. Well, and that Hudson Taylor too. That urgency, yeah. yeah the the Chinese, sense of urgency, yeah. exactly. Okay, I, I love the thing about salt. I want to go back to the salt mm-hmm. just um, yeah. uh, question three because I love this one. Um, I. I think I mentioned last week about how Magdala mm-hmm.
1: was oh, the fish. A, had a yeah. fish
0: factory so to speak where they salted the fish yeah. and when they salted it. So he's speaking in this area these people would be acquainted with this and again it was a delicacy mm-hmm. and when they salted that fish but it had to be thoroughly Worked into the fish. Hmm. The salt had to be totally Hmm. um, like worked into the fish, and they would leave the fish in the salt and they would work it in, and then it would be preserved. Absorbed. And then it could be sent all over, and it could be like, it was like a fish jerky then. And that's how they would dry it out, kind of like a, a jerky. And it was, again, this delicacy. And I was thinking about how the salt. Uh, The Lord has to be totally worked in our system. Mm. It has to be worked in that. And I was thinking about salt or sin. Take your choice. Like you either Mm. choose the sanctifying work of the Lord or Mm. you choose sin and to make provision for the flesh. And again, if you're making provision for the flesh, you're not choosing the salt. Mm. And how that we have to always make a... um, an effort, you know, um, a, co- a, a cognizant season. effort yeah. to get salt in our lives, wow. or
1: That's we're going to end up making provision for the mm. the, the flesh. Like sin is looked at like a mm-hmm. leaven, and so it's going to yeah. permeate everything. Yes. And yeah. so either we're going to be full of sin or we're gonna be full of salt. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And it's gonna take that
0: effort. It's gonna take Mm -hmm. like, you know, reading your Bible till you understand. Mm -hmm. My mom would read her Bible till the Lord spoke to her and then she'd be like, okay, God spoke to me. I've done it. But
1: some people just read to read. Mm-hmm. and that does yeah. so you no know good. Mm-hmm. You have to read till it speaks to mm-hmm. you. And- I know I've talked about doing that with the one year Bible. Several years I've done the one year Bible, but I would find myself getting onto this track of like, oh, I have to complete the day's reading. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it would end up where I would just be reading to read that through. That was my experience, yeah. Yeah, and so then what I started doing was just sticking a bookmark in. I would read, I would let like listen, let the Lord speak to me and not feel like I had to stay on this hard schedule. And then once I felt like he spoke to me, then I would put my bookmark in mm-hmm. Mm. and I would close it. Mm. And it totally changed that experience. And so then I was able to actually get through the whole Bible and stay on track, but not ha- not be like, you know, chained to that. Yeah, like it's uh, just an achievement. Legalistic achievement. But, you know, yeah. but, you know
0: yeah. the salt and permeating with salt, it's gonna take prayer, it's gonna take yeah. fellowship, it's gonna take uh, corporate Um, in effort. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we think that effortlessly we'll become better Christians. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we won't. I mean, once you're saved, you're not saved by works or by doing these things. But once you're saved, I mean, even in Hebrews, he's always saying to them, now do this and this and this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not for righteousness, but to stay and to stay connected and to grow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Peter, even in 2 Peter 1, gives us a growth chart. Mm-hmm. Keep adding to your faith. Mm-hmm. Don't just Virtue, stop at faith. Mm-hmm. I know people who substitute ministry. Well, I work at the church. So they don't keep up a devotional life right. at mm-hmm. home right. or, you know, don't come on Sunday mornings mm-hmm. because, well, I work. Why would I, you know, come mm-hmm. back on when I don't have to be there? You're like, what? You know, yeah. um, you know, my dad, again, was the pastor of this church. And I was here on my own volition every night of the week mm-hmm. because I loved And that was a way to, to grow. I think that's mm-hmm. what kept me walking with the Lord during what I call the stupid years, 15 to 20, <laughs> was just the fellowship. And yeah. the only time I kind of fell away from that was when I went away to a Christian college and, oh, you know, yeah. substitute a Christian college all the disciplines mm-hmm. that I had oh, yeah. done before. We had that at the Bible college as well. Yeah. You've you got to keep your own
2: private oh, life mm-hmm. relationship with the Lord your going. Your own salt, right?
0: Yeah. That's right. And if that salt loses its, its flavor, yeah. there, there's it's not nothing good. left. Yeah, what, yeah. what's and, it good for You know, um, again, the salt from the Dead Sea, mm-hmm. because it wasn't pure uh, sodium chloride, um, it would lose its saltiness. Hmm. Interesting. So um, it's only that the pure sodium uh, chloride that keeps its saltiness. Mm -hmm. And so they knew what Jesus meant. They would have to salt it like right away. Mm -hmm. The salt had to be fresh. In other words, it had to be fresh, because if it was stored too long, it would lose that saltiness. Mm -hmm. So it had to be fresh from the Dead Sea, which I
1: found that's fascinating. fascinating. Yes. Yeah. So I think my takeaway from this day and it kind of ties into the whole week is just the cost of discipleship how we yeah. were just talking about That's that. So good. Yeah. And then the transfiguration, so like Jesus is in us and wants to transform and transfigure us and it made me think of that verse in Romans 12, 1 yes. where like we're transformed by the renewing 12, of two. our minds yes. and so the salt of just getting God's word in us, it purifies us, mm-hmm. it preserves us and it makes us salty so that we're gonna be transformed from the inside out. Amen. And think again, this was a delicacy. Mm-hmm. So if we have salt, we become
0: so tasty yes. and a delicacy. The, the fragrance of life I have yes. to say there's nothing like salt. I I went time made these chocolate chip cookies and I was like, what's wrong with these? They just don't taste right. And then I remembered, I forgot the salt. Salt yeah. makes everything and taste e- better. And even sweet it's stuff, true. it makes better. Yeah. It does.
2: It enhances the flavor of the, yes. the other flavors.
1: So yeah. do you have any takeaways before we wrap up this day? Yeah, I think
2: that was it. No, you guys summed it up. That's perfect. <laughs> Nothing else to add. Okay. okay. No, believe it or not.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, ladies, we're so glad that you joined us today and we hope that God spoke to you personally through this study of looking at him and there's so much that mm. we can take away from mm. this and so we pray that God would just be continuing to transform your heart and life as you get that salt in you and you go out and be salty mm. the salty crew we want to be the salty crew right yes. like that surf crew the salty <laughs> crew for Jesus
0: I like so that. so Cheryl do
1: you want to close this in I prayer? would love to Lord, how we
0: thank you for, Lord, how you just reveal Mm. to us so much about yourself and about your will and your way for us through your word. Lord, we thank you for the privilege of having Bibles, Lord. Bibles in English, Bibles that we can understand, whether it's the New King James or the Old King James or the CSB or the NIV. Lord, we just thank Mm -hmm. you for this opportunity, um, Lord, to understand and to glean from your Word. Lord, thank you for the opportunity to talk about your Word. Lord, I pray that, Lord, those who are listening, those who are watching, would come into the tastiness of your word, Mm -hmm. the tastiness of walking with you, Lord, that sin would lose its power, its Mm. grip, Lord, whether it's ambition or um, arrogance or pride, that it would lose its grip on us because of the salt, because of the tastiness of your word that we would crave, Lord, like people who crave salt, that we would crave you and we would crave your word in that same dimension. So Lord, bless those who have watched, bless those who have joined us. And we thank you for this blessing upon your word in Jesus name. Amen.